Hello everyone, welcome to Intimate Animation, brought to you by the online animation magazine Squiggly.com. This series covers animation that takes on adult themes of love, relationships, and sex. So steal yourself as there's some frank discussion ahead. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Intimate Animation with myself, Ben Mitchell, and Laura Beth Cowley. Hi, Laura Beth. Hello. Been a little while since the last Intimate Animation. We've both been very busy gallivanting all over the place. Pretty good timing to come back, because, uh, yes, in two weeks' time, we'll be in... Annecy! Woo! Woo! In a more hot place. <laughs> We're not good with the heat. <laughs> well, we'll see, because, you know, Annecy can be, uh, be kind of hit or miss. When we went, you and I, uh, a few years ago... It was scoldingly hot. It was actually so hot that your shoes melted on the first day. Yes, they were like Which eggs. sounds like a, a bad joke, but it, no, they literally did. I had to go inside. And the, and the asphalt melted your fucking shoes. I remember my friend got heat stroke as well, and they, like, that, that, I think that day was, like, the hottest, the day we arrived must have been, like, the hottest day we had there. No. And that was the day him and his girlfriend were, like, travelling up the hill to stay at our hotel. Yeah, this was, a, okay, this was a fuck up on my part. Which so rarely happens, which is why I can freely admit it. I booked us a nice little, what well, looked like a very nice little hotel in Sainod, which is on the uh, periphery of Annecy, mile and a half away from uh, where the Bonloo and all those places would be, from the lake, essentially. Yeah, nice little stroll at the end of the night, or at the beginning of the day. Not too much further than anywhere that we'd have to walk to here in Bristol. Of course, unfortunately, when you look up hotels on Google Maps and stuff, you really need to put that thing on where it tells you where the hills are because this was a fucking vertical incline so we would crawl up this hill at the end of the, the mornings were lovely yeah they were fine like coming down because you know, then it's that sort of thing of like you know you can tell it's going to be a hot day but there's still a breeze and it's fresh and yeah, yeah. hasn't really kicked off yet <laughs> so yeah i think maybe on my recommendation or maybe it was a coincidence but yeah the uh, these friends of ours also went to the same hotel they were and uh, he ended up having to go to the hospital <laughs> Not after that day, it was like later in the week, though. Sorry about that, old friend. <laughs> and I think we're staying on level ground this year. I hope so. Uh, on the other side of the lake. Looking forward to it. And uh, fittingly, this year's Annecy has a special program, special selection of screenings uh, uh, on erotica and animation. My God, that's what we talk about. I know. The tribute to erotica. And here's a little description of that. Marco de Blois. Program curator at the Cinémathèque Québécois has chosen the films that will make up these special programs. And the three programs are Glamour, spelt G-L and then in parentheses Amour. Get it? No. I'll explain later. Does Glamour <laughs> mean something in French other than, like, fancy? Well, Amour does. I know Amour does, but why wouldn't they just call it Amour? The second program is uh, Wet Dreams... <laughs> And <laughs> uh, rounding it out, there's Le Joie de Vivre. Erotic animation, tastes and colours. That's the triptych, I guess, of uh, stuff on offer. Now, it's a mix of uh, old and new films. So some films that we've talked about on this podcast. Certainly some filmmakers. I believe Kim Noche's film Love and Idleness is playing. Mm -hmm. uh, she, of course, was the guest in the last episode of Intimate Animation. So go back and listen to that if you want to learn a bit more. Yes, it's uh, playing in Le Joie de Vivre. So it's on the Wednesday, the 14th of June at 9.30. It 
Cinema Pathé, and then repeated on the Friday at the Bonaloo uh, at 9. What else is playing in this screening? Carnival of Animals. Michaela Pavlatova's film, who... Um, Michaela was in the very first episode of Intimate Animation. She does eroticism in animation rather well. Um, Le Joie de Vivre, which I haven't seen. Quite a few of these films I haven't actually seen. Some of them are quite old. There are some old ones. There's a Bob Clampett one called Bacall to Arms, which I'm assuming is some kind of Hollywood reference. Betty Boop and Snow White, Dave Fleischer. Pixel Joy is good. Yeah, that looks fun. I think that was the one that was animated on a Nintendo DS. Which is really cool. Yeah. I want to I wanna animate on a Nintendo DS. Uh, what are some of the other erotic Annecy programs? There's Wet Dreams. And that has... Is it a new film by Reno Stefano, the guy that did Beauty? Is that new? I've not seen it around. It's called Peep Show. Why don't we punch up the old date and see? 2016, so it's quite new. Yeah. Last year. Relatively new. What's this one about? This is the one that is the uh, the old paintings. Yeah, like, I can't... I, I don't know if... I assume it's After Effects, but it's like very slowed down movement of puppet-tooled kind of characters. Mm-hmm. The film uh, like classical... A private journey into the world of eroticism. The viewer, as if spying through the keyhole, witnesses a personal show in which art... Is the object of desire. And tits. And tits. Mostly yeah. tits. Yeah. Tits and people undressing in through keyholes by the looks of things. Yeah. You can find a trailer for that on YouTube. The Vimeo trailer wasn't really uh, enlightening. The Vimeo trailer was just saying buy the film or rent the film. Um, but yeah, you can see actual footage from the film, I think, on YouTube. That's Peep Show by Reno. What's his face? Stefano. What else is on offer here? Oh, that one. The pink comma comma. Pink con com pink hang on. Pink ha pink <laughs> pink, <laughs> pink comma comma. Pink com comma. This was a Canadian Annie Jam film. In a weird way it was sort of felt like another Marv Newland Annie Jam called Annie Jam. And it was a, it's a bunch of uh, Canadian animators that uh, pretty identifiable from their style as soon as they show up. Uh, it's about an old lady who keeps falling asleep and then she has these uh, sex dreams, but it's the same soundtrack each time. So I guess the the uh, mission statement of the film was to charge each contributing animator with interpreting this uh, sex soundscape that at times is kind of nightmarish in their own way, and some of them actually meet it with nightmarish visuals. It gets pretty odd, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Janet Perlman's is quite weird. Janet Perlman's is a little creepy. It's like the mime that's sort of miming along to the sex noise. It's a mime being a mime and being creepy. <laughs> And then people like uh, Alison Snowden and David Fine, of course, when they show up, you know, it's immediately obvious that it's them. Uh, similarly, Paul Dreesen, who has that very kind of uh, identifiable wiggly line style. A couple of people I'm not that familiar with, Sarah Petty, I really liked her segment in that, uh, having had a little sneaky peek at this one. But uh, I haven't seen that much else of hers. And Craig Partlett did a nice sort of, like, uh, on-planes stop-motion sequence. He's the guy who did Hey Arnold. I like the style of that one. I also really liked Hey Arnold, and I I kind of sensed I there was a familiarity to it that I didn't I couldn't quite figure out, but I like that kind of two and a half D stop motion stuff because I it just has this kind of weird aesthetic, and I quite like it because it keeps you, everyone guessing a little bit more yeah. than just like straightforward stop motion or straightforward two D. That'll be quite fun on the big screen. There's uh, one of Signe Bauman's films from T Beats of Sex. Oh, that was that one from the woman that did Master Blaster. 
Oh, yes. Anal juice. Juke. Juke. After breaking up with my ex-boyfriend, I was heartbroken, but I had to think about the subject for my next animation film, just then I dreamed again of this ex-boyfriend. So I guess she had a dream about her ex and made it into a film. Uh, assuming it's a she, what's her name? Uh, Sawoki Kabuki. I'm going to say yes. Master Blaster, I think I preferred. Not that anyone asked. I thought Master Blaster was a little less intense. It was more kind of silly. This one was weird because it was really aggressive. Yeah. Like aggressive, like angry sex dream E. Yeah, it was pretty... I mean, I think maybe the, the fact that it came out of a relationship that had ended kind of made it feel a bit more charged mm. with uh, with aggression. Kudholz, it's the kind of film that uh, not very many people would be able to pull off. True. Oh yeah, the old Bob Godfrey film will be the Henry 905. And then there's the uh, third screaming, and that has Little Tinker, which is a Tex Avery film, which is quite bizarre. Oh yeah, the uh, but, skunk. Yeah. It's very, like, I understand why it's there, but for a Tex Avery episode, I guess, of a show, it's really weird. I imagine it will stand out quite a bit in the, the program as far as being very... I mean, it's it's Tex Avery, it's screaming animals, you know, gesticulating wildly all over the place and reacting in these crazy sort of cartoony ways. Ah, Achilles! <laughs> He's also playing from Barry Purvis. That was a film that you and I put in our sex screening. Yeah. yeah. A couple of moons ago. This is one of the ones I just wanted to see. It's playing on the fact that muscles kind of look like tiny vaginas. Jennifer and Tiffany. Yes, we moved on from Achilles. No tiny vaginas in that. It's just someone playing around with seafood. Mm. There was another film that was like, it was called Seafood Porn or Seafood Erotica or something that did a similar thing. I think this, it was an encounter. This is just really weird because this isn't really animation. Yeah, it looks like that kind of cheap pixelation where they just film something and then slow down the frame rate. I'm mm. gonna, I'm, I'm calling, <laughs> I'm calling lazy pixelation on this. Oh, the banquet de la concubine. That was an NFB film, if I'm not mistaken. It looks familiar to me, but I'm not sure if I actually saw it. Oh, well, I think we've teased the Annecy. Uh, there's some films program. in there on sex. Um, there are some other films that are definitely like sex-themed that are playing outside of this that are part of the official competition. One of the films that uh, will play at Annecy, and also uh, the week before, at Zagreb, which is next week, uh, is Diana Bamsawin's film, J'aime les filles, which was a graphic novel uh, that was sort of adapted into a film uh, in a kind of abridged form. Uh, the English translation is I Like Girls, although the English translation of the graphic novel was called On Loving Women. I'm not sure why they changed that. Uh, and it's basically a series of mini reminiscences from various women about their discovery, I suppose, of their sexual identity and first loves in some instances and first sexual encounters in other instances. We both read the book and we've both seen the film. What do you think of it? I like it. Is She has a very different style like what are the things she draws would you say are they bears well they kind of, yeah i mean there's like human animals um they're sometimes they're sort of like they're kind of like a hybrid between like a dog and a bear like they have snouts and ears yeah but they're kind of sometimes, cute. sometimes they they're like bunnies. rabbits sometimes they're like horses but they're quite like basic and then she'll rely on like patterns and hair to sort of 
so that you can tell them apart because they really do look very, very similar. Yeah. I think that's a giraffe. But yeah, so it's this kind of very simplistic style, but she actually, like, when animated the body and shape and the way that she animates the human movement is actually quite good. Yeah. Well, the anim- there are some definite bits of, like, rotoscoping for reference in the film. Mm. Um, like, there's some, like, animated dancing that I would I would put money on being taken from, like, reference. Oh, yeah, image. and things like the hands and stuff. But I, I think her style looks better animated. I think it helps add volume. But the book is very good. Um, there's a th- lot of very... I think very... you preferred the book, didn't you, yeah. in terms of how much more there is to it? There's a lot more stories in the book and also the ones that she picked for the film wouldn't necessarily have been my choice for the film because mm. all kind of they all kind of deal with the same kind of narrative in the film they're all about like the first times these women met a woman or the way that they met a woman or whatever and they're all quite tame they're like the tamer of the f- of the like that mm. it's four of them Maybe, isn't it yeah. they're, they're kind of more like and then we held hands. Oh. Mm. oh, and then we had kisses kind of thing. And it's right. a lot more like soft. And it's nice. Like they're really nice. But in the book, there's... Some of the other stories there's some go a bit more. Yeah, there's some of those. And then there's some... Like there's one in the film, which is in the book, but the book one goes on a little bit longer. And I kind of feel like if she'd carried on telling the rest of that story, it would have had a little bit more punch because it's a one about like a girl whose family really isn't okay with her being a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, and then the book, it sort of goes more into that side of things. Yeah, it, it sort of carries Taking on. it to, like, a gynecologist, like, out of concern. Who, <laughs> like, and the gyne- that would actually And the gynecologist help. is like, what the f*** are you bringing me your daughter for? It's fine. <laughs> yeah. The most distressing thing that I think is in the film and the book is the the one girl who is staying with her lady That's friend. That's that one. Is that one? Yeah. And uh, their family is so poor that they eat ice cream cones dipped in Pepsi. <laughs> it's the dipping. Dinner. It's like, the dipping them in Pepsi bit. I don't, I really don't understand. Yeah, it's it's not a yeah. Like it, that's just gross. The thing is, it's one of those things where you can tell exactly what that would taste like, and what the texture would be. But it's like, and it's like it ah. tastes like what would happen if you accidentally dropped your ice cream in a Coke, <laughs> like at a, a party, and then you cry because your cone's soggy. Well, they don't even have ice cream in the cones. No. They're just eating the cones and like a, a Coke float, fine. But like just like Pepsi sodden ice cream. Surely wafer ice cream would cone. cost as much as the cone. So that's one of the that's one of the things that really lends a certain authenticity to the stories because no one would make that up. Like that's one of those weird sort of like things that a family would come together to do as like a sort of in-house ritual. You know, like, because it's not weird to them. So, yeah. And I think that definitely there's a certain... Sometimes the stories are a little bit... There's a bit of a banality to them. Which is strangely kind of appealing because it, it does remind you of, I think... Real stories. Yeah. The, our own sort of early encounters and how they kind of sometimes don't have these punchlines or dramatic endings. They just yeah. peter out. I quite like how some... Like, that some of them are not super dramatic. Uh, this book came out through Drawn and Quarterly, which is the Montreal... Graphic yeah. novel uh, people, they have that store quite near. Well, we go to the store when we go to Montreal. And they've, you know, they've actually had some ties with animation adaptations over the years. Um, quite recently, Luke Chamberlain, uh, who was an animator, an animation filmmaker, he did a documentary film on the cartoonist Seth, 
who is probably more well known in Canada and elsewhere in the world. He did the series Palookaville. And I think in general, if you're like a proper comic book artist or fan or something of independent, not like Marvel and stuff, mm-hmm. most people I know in that world know who Seth is. Well, he has this like, very, very wonderful well retro and typographic style. If you're familiar with, well, if you've been to a comic shop, you'll have seen the Peanuts anthologies that are presently in print, which have this um, uniform look to them. Each cover is like a close-up of one of the Peanuts characters, and the typography on the spine is all the same. If you were a fan of that comic strip and you had a bunch of those books, they'd line up really nicely. Uh, Seth designed those covers. Ah, I did Which not makes know sense that. when you think about it, if you look at like his book covers. Yeah, his, stuff, his work is just super, super appealing. Mm. Like he he just has a very good eye for design and line weight and yeah and all his characters are kind of similar but not and they're just he's very consistently good. He's part of a sort of trio in of Mont- of I don't think they're Montreal based. I think they're maybe Toronto based. I think they're called the Toronto Three. It's uh, Seth and Chester Brown, who himself has done quite a lot of sex oriented mm. uh, autobiographical comics. Has anything he's done been made into an animation? Not that I'm aware of. That would be the next good call. For, if anyone's out there and wants yeah. to do something on his work, that would probably go down very well. And Joe Matt is the third one in that uh, in oh, that that's group. That's interesting, Joe Matt. But yeah, they, uh, that Luke Chamberlain documentary film, which is called Seth's Dominion, uh, there are a couple of interviews with Luke about that up on Squiggly, um, and also a review of the book slash DVD set, which came out of that recently. Uh, it was another NFB production. I think the NFB and Drawn and Quarterly make pretty good bedfellows. Yeah. Uh, maybe there'll be more of that down the line. I certainly would have no objections. In the meantime, uh, Diana Bomswin's film, Jame Luffy, I Like Girls, which won the main prize, I think, at uh, the Ottawa Animation Festival last year, or one of the main prizes, certainly, uh, and I believe has been doing rather well since. Uh, and it will play, as I mentioned before, at Zagreb next week and Annecy the week after. Uh, not as part of the erotic categories, but in general competition. I think it's in competition one. So presumably, those of you who will be at Annecy will be able to get a chance to see it, to uh, whet your whistle before then. Let's hear from Diana Bumswin about making the film. How is the scene in Montreal? Is it quite nurturing? Uh, incredible. Yeah. More and more. Um, when I was young, we had the underground magazine called Iceberg. And uh, every guy had... Um, Women's name and every girl were at a boy's name, and uh, it was a little fanzine. And uh, but I, I, I can say that since six year or six year of about maybe not maybe ten years, there is an explosion here of underground animation. It's uh, very flourishing in Montreal more more than than ever. That's uh, that's nice to hear. Mm-hmm. And I guess you started animating, like in the, was it the early nineties around then? Yeah, very uh, quite late actually. Uh-huh. I was uh, thirty, almost forty, thirty six, thirty seven, thirty nine. I don't quite remember, but um, for a long time, everybody, well, especially my best friend, one of my best friends, she said. Uh, you you really should do go to animation. Your style, everything is already asking to be animated. So 
I had uh, this very good friend who didn't give up to me on me to that I go to uh, Concordia first to learn a little bit of animation. Not not I was almost free auditor mm-hmm. uh, because I I went uh, just four hours each weeks, but it was enough just to do a film, my first film, student film that I still like. Um, on, under a big camera at the time it was um, like a, I don't remember but it was a 16 millimeter um, and uh, so it, it give me gave me the even if I go very few hours at the university it gave me the opportunity to make a film a one minute film the first year one minute film the second year and two one minute film the third year so um uh, it was it was good for me that uh, at the end of that I had four four films even if I went a little in the university so it's with those four films that I I went to NFB mm. and to, so. to excuse me with with those those films I started to do uh, it was the perfect transition because I went I did a commission film but here it's called author commission because I, I it's a commission but I can do it as as I with my style my my humor my point of view of things so uh, it, it was a perfect progression because it was uh, only two or three minute film and after it was a six minute film so the transition was, was natural with the NFB and then after three commission film, I could do um, a personal film. That that is good for me. I I don't like to do too much uh, com- um, compromise. Mm-hmm. So um, when it came to your moving on to your own films, were they was did you have a pre existing idea for a while, or were you, did you sort of come up with something from scratch? No. Um, I had a, it was about my youth um, because I have a very chaotic youth, and um, each time before before that, each time before to sleep, sometime not each time, few times before I went to sleep, I try to put together the little piece puzzle piece of my childhood, not to forget uh, the link the of the the line of that that life and uh, but at one point I said okay I have to put it down to write it down and I make a comic a comic strip about the the child childhood and uh, when I went to NFB I didn't propose that at all I proposed uh, something uh, an adaptation of the magic flute of uh, Mozart and I go on with that and uh, at the maybe I was, everybody was okay with that. My producer was okay with that project. But one morning I came with my 10 page of comic from my childhood and he said, oh, that will make a better film. So I, I make a film uh, from that comic. So in a few of the films they have started as comics. Do you find that that's an, an easier way to kind of generate ideas for a film like is it a natural progression i think so because yeah. uh, it's uh, the storytelling 
side aspect of it that uh, makes me easy for me to do storyboarding. So the genesis for uh, I Like Girls that was originally a comic as well. Yeah. Uh, where, where did that come from, that idea initially? It comes uh, one day, uh, I was uh, not young. I realized that uh, for many, many years, I, I was always in love with someone. And that was, I, I, I realized that it was a pattern that came from the childhood. That I was, uh, I told that in, in, my, in the film, uh, this anecdote, that uh, as I did uh, about uh, 14 school, different school, yeah. the thing uh, I, I did unconsciously is to find a girl uh, with who I will fall in love, at, uh, like by intuition, uh, say, uh, from far, I choose someone. And uh, that, will, that makes me um, a raison de vivre. I don't know how to say it in English. It makes me, I don't know, want to go to school to see her and uh, mm. focus on that. And uh, uh, so it's very late uh, that I realized that uh, I was doing this to fall in love each time. The, the first thing I did when I was in a new school is to choose to choose someone what will be important for me and um, uh, with who I, I didn't speak, just just to know she's there. And then I realized that from this pattern, I, I keep on doing this all, all my life. So then I was in, in, interested in knowing about other girls. And there is also at the same time I was reading... Um, a book from uh, Michel Tremblay. He's a well-known uh, Quebecois author, and he's a gay and guy. And uh, he, he explained that suddenly, when he was 16, he realized uh, that each time he saw a book in the front page, uh, uh, a couple kissing together, uh, 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 a, a, a man and a, a woman, he always identified with the, the woman who who is receiving the kiss. And then he realized that, oh, maybe uh, maybe he's more attracted actually for to men. And it was a, a clear evidence for him. So my question to my friend was not the very first love. It was the very first, uh, even semi-inconscious, the, the very first attraction with a with a woman, so with that question, uh, the answer the 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 stories begin very early. Can begin at five, and then uh, it can go to the 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 first kiss, and sometimes the first separation in my book, but not in the the not in the film. The film I had to do it very con concentrate. Mm -hmm. So the um, the stories in the book is it a mix of your own experience and other people's, or is it more one or the other? No, it's ten different stories, and mm -hmm. it's, it's uh, the story of Diane, the story of Matilda, the story of Mary, the story. Mm -hmm. So it's it's uh, separate in chapters that have the name of the the the, the woman. Uh, the first woman I interviewed, I, I, I didn't know how to do it, and she, she spoke for two hours, and she was completely depressed after that. 
because it comes with uh, pain, so, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. And uh, so after I managed my friends, and uh, I, 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 I told them not to speak more than uh, 20 minutes. So it, it's short stories. When the comic was released, what sort of response did it get? And feedback, perhaps, from people who read it? The things that touches me the most was the fact that all my friends uh, that I interviewed and also two women that were, uh, were not my friends, they say that they totally recognize themselves and at the same time there is a distance so they can laugh about themselves. Mm. So I was really, really pleased with, with that uh, comment. I, 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 I really I have the sense that I, I didn't betray at all what they said and I give them the opportunity to laugh about uh, that I think so because uh, maybe because of the the animal head so the animal head helps them to de-dramatize or put a little distance uh, but at the same time they totally recognize themselves you picked some of the stories from the book, but not all of them for the film. Was that just because of time or were there specific determining factors in which ones you picked? I think it's the last time I will do that because um, it's it's uh, impossible to tell everything when you do um, a, a, a film. So I, I had to choose only four stories. And even with the four stories, I, 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 I had to choose elements that are not uh, in the film that that is are in the comic book <laughs> uh, with the if i had to to do it again my film i will add maybe two more story because i was afraid uh, that eight, eight minutes is, is too is is long enough uh, I, I was afraid to do uh, a 15 film but i think i should do a 15 film with two more stories because it it will because I, I realized that it go very fast the eight minute and it could add a little something to have a one a one more uh, one more I think mm. but well, I, 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 it, it, I, I still appreciate my film the way it is but uh, it's the thing you do when you finish a film questioning uh, how should it be better. You said that you used rotoscoping for the animation itself. Uh, had you used that process at all in your films? Yeah, I, I, I did a little bit uh, with Gaspar, but with me from uh, just at home, uh, with me, with a camera. Uh, because for, for Gaspar, it was because uh, it's uh, just a film uh, with tiny gesture. And I wanted to be sure the gesture were, were, were the, the right gesture, so I film myself, and uh, it makes a funny video in my in that I have here. Like for example, I I did uh, when Gaspar is uh, trying to catch sounds in the air uh, to put in the in the lights, uh, not in his in his horse, so. Mm -hmm. So I have video like this and where I'm, I'm, I'm like that because I wanted to really have the, the right uh, the right 
gesture. We often say that uh, animators are actors, but uh, mm. but usually uh, the tradi traditionally the animators have a mirror be uh, behind them to do the to do the the action and then reproduce it. But as I'm not quite a good animator, I think I, I prefer to to do this the technique of rotoscopy. It's a it's, it's a technique. It comes from a lack of knowledge, but uh, I I don't think it's sometimes it, it it's good if you have a, a lack of knowledge. You can you can uh, go in the other way. I don't think it's it's a bad thing. So. I think it works very well, and and it, say for a couple of instances, definitely I like girls succeeds in not looking rotoscoped. Like it it does look. It has that look of like just sort of full on animation, whereas a lot of other rotoscoping films they uh, they feel more traced, I guess, yeah. against the live action. Yeah, I think there are a couple of bits where they're dancing, where it has that flow of live action, mm -hmm. but in general, it 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 just felt animated yeah. to watch back. Yeah, and uh, for for I Like Girls, it was important uh, that because I wanted them to be sensual, I really wanted. The, to do a sensual film, so uh, my style of drawing are not naturally sensual. So I wanted to to really sh be sure that I that the the, the gesture are were, are sensual, and also it's difficult to animate uh, two bodies together that are kissing. Or, I don't know how do you say yeah, when you do that, you know. Caressing. Yeah, caressing. It's uh, it's 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 not easy to to do. So, and um, so it's the reason why we hire a, a, a two dancer. Actually, it was two dancer because my producers say, okay, uh, the first time it, it should be um, uh, actors, but my uh, producers say, okay, make sure that you really understand the psychology of the characters. And I realized that I, I, I don't do psychology at all. Never, never. In films or in comics, it's not something I like to do. So it's not conscious, but now I, I really I really know that I don't like it. So uh, when I say that, uh, someone uh, proposed to do uh, the same with uh, with a dancer. Uh, so it, it, it helps, I, I think, uh, to do that with... Because uh, uh, they, they understand the movement. Mm -hmm. I have... Uh, someone told me that the, the, the best to do this, the rotoscopy, are the animator themselves are dancers more than uh, actors. And uh, so that's, that's, that's why. Was there a reason for that? Like, is there something that act, do actors overthink it maybe in the performance? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But maybe I'm, 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 I'm wrong with this actors and uh, dancers thing because uh, even with the dancers, there was one who play very well and the other one not, not at all. It, it's it's it, it it was over overacted even is just with the the gesture, so yeah. I don't know I, I don't know. Did the performers that you use did they ever see the film? Uh yes, not everybody but almost everybody. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, yeah, they, 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 I think they, they, they liked it. So again, you you'd worked with the NFB a few times at this point. Did they kind of step back and let you kind of make the film? like as you imagined it, or were they quite heavily involved in the creative process? No, it's wonderful. The, the, the relation I have with my producer is, is really a, a, good, a, good, um, um, a good team because uh, he have uh, experience more and more, and, and me too. And uh, also, he, with, the more experienced he, he, he is, I see, the more, the more freedom he gives. But at the same time, he's really there to 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 make really good advice and really sharp advice. So I and uh, I, I I'm really pleased to that because I feel that uh, he's really there and at the same time he let me go. If he, he, he can give me an advice and I I have uh, I stay with this advice and sometimes I feel it in in inadequate. And if I feel it inadequate, you will, you will believe me that, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, so it's a really, um, because I'm the one who lives with my film every day. So I can, I can, uh, I can see easily if uh, a proposition is not adequate, but, uh, or, or is adequate. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, he give me all confidence. We never fight for an idea. It's uh, if you have a, if, if it's not good, I, I we we talk together. We say, oh yes, actually, yeah, it doesn't work. Oh, oh yes, it works perfect like this. Is this Mark? Mark Bertrand, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, and the more we work together, and, and the easiest I can say, mm. it's relaxed uh, really, and um, yeah. But the, the first one, as I say, I really want to, to, to change. And also uh, to change the way not, not to do from comic strip and with no voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. not, no voiceover. Um, to, to just to see what, what, what can come through that. Sort of on the subject of voiceover, uh, would I be right in thinking? Because usually with NFB films, there are two versions that do the rounds. You've yeah. the French and the English. Uh, is that the case with yeah. this film as well? Yeah, it was... Uh, it was the main problem, the, the main uh, problem of the film. The first thing, a little tricky I saw is, was the editing, because uh, I, I did my film, uh, I was I was uh, afraid at one time that he, it was just piece here and piece, one piece here and one piece here and one piece here. And the first day of the editing, I knew we had a film, I, I was uh, completely delighted. And after that, uh, the, the other, problem was the voice but that that took a long long time to resolve this problem because uh, with the French it was relatively easy we we but it, it took time but it, it was we end easy, uh, um, we end with the solution uh, the solution was to hire non non-professional because uh, it was too it didn't fit this film when it is when it was acted by actors, I, and I still don't understand why. Because there is actors I I admire in cinema, but uh, when comes the time to do the voice with, for my films, I, it doesn't fit at all. Mm. I, I don't understand why. I have a theory, maybe that uh, 
they need all the the body, the face to act, not just the voice. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Mm. I cannot uh, explain. But um, it didn't sound right at all. So I had a friend uh, who did the voice. It was perfect voice. Uh, she was uh, angry because she had uh, love pain, and uh, and uh, it it was the like perfect. Her angriness uh, was. Uh, there was humor in his her angriness, and it worked perfectly for Mary in French, like one of the uh-huh. characters. And for the others, it becomes that um, we had a, a friends of uh, a ch- um, child from France, um, my friend's musician who do the music. We had uh, common friends, and uh, the, their children are musicians and. Uh, there is three uh, musician girl who did the, the 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 voice, and it works perfectly, perfectly, because mm-hmm. they have a sense of the diction, and at the same time, it, it, it didn't sound like theatrical. And it was it was very good. But after that, we had problem because we have to do, and uh, also the the tricky thing is uh, we wanted that. Uh, each voice sound different, one one from another, and uh, so uh, we had to do it double, like four voices also for the English, and uh, and for the English, uh, NFB is obliged to hire a professional because of a syndicate here. Mm-hmm. And we did it, and it, it didn't work at all, not at all. So. We make believe it worked, but at the same, at a certain point, um, my producer make a focus group and make it listen, and everybody say no, no, okay, so uh, it does, it didn't work. So we ask a special, um, uh, we ask uh, from the syndicate not to do from the voice with the the, the, the professional. It was okay, so we we start again all the process and finds. Uh, G- uh, voices from other musicians, the g- girls. Um, I like a little less in English, mm. but uh, still, I'm really happy. Do you feel like one like the French version is maybe the truer yeah. version of the film? Yeah, mm. totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. But mm. the problem with animation is so so short, and you are you you want to focus on the image, not on the the. And uh, the writing, you know, uh, mm. at one point I was thinking of not doing voices at all, just text. But uh, it was, uh, no, it didn't work no, either. Mm. But uh, no, the, the, the English voice, are, I'm happy with them. There is one, like, for example, I prefer than the, the, the French one. So one sort of final thought about the subject of the film. There have been a couple of films I've seen quite recently that deal with female intimacy. Mm -hmm. Uh, In general, do you feel it's well represented in animation or film in general? Yeah, I know that there is a a little... um, There is suddenly um, every series, for example, there is a gay couple or gay lesbian. Uh, there is a lot of movie now, there, the, but I think it's it it will not never be never be too much because uh, we are very less a lot. We are not uh, we cannot identify a lot uh, 
with uh, films and so even the guy, the gay guy they can identify more because uh, even all, uh, because uh, even if it's not clearly gay they can identify because there is uh, a lot of guys that have a, a strong relationship and even if they are hetero they, it's it's almost like they are gay because uh, like for example uh, all the war films that the guy is dying and there is there the guy put he put his arm and they are even closest to give mm. kiss you know it's uh, subliminal but I think the the gay guy can, can really um, from long time ago from a lot of Hollywood films they can um, they can see themselves but not not the woman at all there, there is no 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 we there is not such a thing like like a, a film with two women who have a strong um, attraction a, a friendship attraction one for another not not a lot so I think uh, sometimes I'm uh, I, I had a critique that uh, was a little hard for me because um, someone said that maybe my film is more a product of his time than uh, a creative thing, and I was uh, not not agree with that um, because uh, uh, it's not a product of his time. It's because the time is is talking more and more about uh, homosexuality and. And lesbianism, that I, that I feel that my time is strong, and I feel safe to talk about what I, what is my identity. It's but it's not by opportunism, and and uh, uh, like uh, I just learned that uh, Walt Disney is doing, uh, on dit, a fairy, a fairy, you know, with a, uh, a gay a gay fairy. So th that is opportunism. <laughs> And uh, uh, it's not it's not my case at all. So um, I, no, so I don't know. No, it certainly it, it didn't no, come no. across as like you were trying to, you know, make a, a point to for because of you know the climate. It did seem like it was quite from the heart, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, no, I don't. It's because uh, I feel relaxed by my time. That is. More relaxed about that subject. So, okay, so it's, it's I feel relaxed, so I can talk about it. But uh, it's not uh, opportunism mm -hmm. at all. No, I, I did it with really from uh, from heart, and uh, I I I don't think there is even if there is a lot, I don't think there is too mm -hmm. much. So thanks to Diana Bamsawan for talking to us in this episode of Intimate Animation, and you can catch I Like Girls at the Annecy Festival. It'll be playing pretty much all throughout the week except the Tuesday. But yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, there'll be a screening of Competition 1. That's the one you want to look out for. Before that, however, the week before, it'll be also playing at AnimaFest Zagreb, and you'll be able to catch that screening as part of Comics and Animation 3, and that will be on the Tuesday at 10 in the evening. It'll also be repeated that Thursday, the 8th of June, at 1 p.m. I will also be at the AnimaFest Zagreb. I'm doing some bits and bobs there. I'll be on the Wednesday part of a panel on uh, new animation books, along with Maureen Furness and Simon Bogajevig narith 
Maureen will be talking about her book, A New History of Animation. Simon will be talking about his Saturn's Circle, and mine, of course, is Independent Animation, Developing, Producing, and Distributing Your Animated Films. That'll be at 6 p.m. on the Wednesday at the French Institute Mediatek. So I hope to see some of you there. Also on the Friday, the 9th of June, I'll be part of a panel on independent animation. It's called Making Independent Animation Now at 10.30 in the morning at the Kilk Calterno Information Centre. The panel will be about experiences in independent filmmaking focusing on production, residences, budget, and distribution platforms. And there's more information on all of those events at animafest.hr. If anyone's going to be there, say hello. Why don't you? And uh, if I don't see you there, hopefully I'll see you at Annecy. Laura Beth, you will also be at Annecy. Yes, I will. First time in uh, three years. I think our sort of general plan is to not have any events booked before noon each day. Yeah. Get some sleeping in done. Swimming. Swimming and uh, maybe a couple of meetings. So yes, when you hear next from Intimate Animation, expect a lot of ambient uh, splishing and splashing in the background. Hopefully we'll uh, be back sooner than later, once we've seen some of these erotic Annecy programs. I'm sure we'll have plenty to say. So until the next Intimate Animation, if we don't catch you at Annecy, Intimate Animation Episode 4, Season 2, will be with you hopefully shortly. This has been uh, Ben Mitchell. Goodbye, Laura Beth. Toodle-bye. See you then.